Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I have a slew of guests with me today. I have Lynn Jackson, Zach Simpson, Russell Ziemba, and Steve Wickham. And Steve, uh, our show is going to be about Steve's protest against tree, the tree cutting for Costco in Gilderland. So um, this happened the other day, Steve. So can you give our listeners an overview of what was going on and what you did? Sure. Um, It it might help first to give some perspective. Uh, So the pyramid companies that own Crossgates Mall have um, applications in front of the the planning board of Gilderland to build uh, apartment complexes, a a huge apartment complex on Rapp Road, um, which is currently a a, a large wooded lot. Um, And then there's another um, wooded lot that's near, it's it's also on Rapp Road, but it's right at the corner of Western and Rapp Road. It's what many people consider as the second entrance to uh, the, the mall, it's it's near um, the Capital District Diner or Capital Diner, I think they call it. Um, and that um, there's also a, a neighborhood off of Western that the uh, Pyramid has been buying up all the properties in over ten years and let let all these houses become abandoned. Um, because they they bought them out and then kicked them out, which I believe they were also doing in the Rapp Road Historic District as well. Um, and then uh, and then there's another uh, wooded lot between the neighborhood and the new hotel that's on Western, and and they plan to develop all of this. And we're currently going through a seeker process. Uh, state Environmental Review Quality Review Act, in which they pyramid has to submit a draft environmental impact study, which is we're currently in a comment period for, and we were supposed to have a public hearing for this on March 25th, Wednesday, this past Wednesday, but due to the COVID-19 pandemic, that public hearing was canceled and Thursday morning uh, I was contacted by the one of the members of our steering committee for the Gilman Coalition for Responsible Growth who had been contacted by one of our supporters who happened to be on the town of Gilman's website looking for something else when she came across this notice from pyramid companies that starting Thursday, they Thursday morning, they were going to start clear cutting trees. Although I don't think they actually used the word clear cutting, um, but they were going to be cutting trees on the Costco, the site of the Costco, which is this neighborhood and wooded lot near the Capitol diner. And so I just couldn't believe that this was actually 
occurring with absolutely no notice. And the reason they pick no is because there are new there are other environmental regulations that kick in April 1st which would uh, prevent them from cutting trees down until November 1st and and there's uh, these environmental regulations are basically to protect the the bats um, and so obviously they want to rush to do this because um It'll give them the opportunity. If, if the trees aren't can't be cut down until next November, that really delays their ability to build the Costco, so that our supervisor Peter Barber can shop there for Christmas, which is his goal, as he stated on several occasions. So um, mm-hmm. anyway, I I got this phone call and rushed down there to basically prove to myself this can't be real. And sure enough, it was, and I simply could not think of anything else to do um, but sit on what I came to learn was actually the blade for cutting down the trees. Um, And uh, when I got, when I first got there, I I didn't see anything. I saw the, I I saw that the wooded lot, the main wooded lot had basically already been cleared virtually the entire thing except for um, trees near the, the the back end of it. And so I just pulled in next to a truck that was parked. And when I got out of the car, I could hear the chainsaws in two different directions. They had two crews, one crew clearing the, the trees on the wooded lot. And then another crew, which I never really saw, they were cutting down the trees through the abandoned neighborhood. And so I just walked down Lawton Terrace um, till I found some someone. And they were, at the time, had this uh, huge bulldozer with this uh, mechanism on the front, which I became familiar with as how it operates very, very up close. Um, but uh, they were in the front yard of one of the abandoned houses at the end of Lawton and uh, periodically, I, I discovered through observing them that um, this mechanism gets tangled up with like vines and stuff, and so they have to stop and clean it up. And um, but I think they actually stopped because they saw me, and I approached them and they shut everything down, and I had an exchange with them, and realized that you know I they were just going to start back up again if I didn't do something immediately so I just went over and sat down on what I came to find out was the the blade for this um uh, for the tree cutting and we kind of went from there so the cops were called yeah while I was sitting on the blade the uh there was two guys one one with the chainsaw and the other guy who ran the the big bulldozer mechanism and there's a name for it, which I don't know. Um, and the he threatened to call the cops, and I encouraged him to do so uh, because I had tried already to call Peter Barber, um, the supervisor, but, of course, only got voicemail because nobody's at the town hall. And um, And so I thought, yeah, call the cops because if the cops come, 
then maybe they will call Peter Barber, right? <laughs> They'll be able to reach him. Um, and uh, I had even considered calling the cops myself, but um, figured I'd leave it up to them. And so uh, we waited for some time, and the cops didn't show up, but a, a, a foreman, I guess, for the crew showed up. And he kind of, I kind of got tricked out of getting off of the the blade. This is the only thing that I regret is I stood up because I couldn't hear him. You know, we're all trying to maintain social distancing, me and the guys that I'm trying to fight. And, uh, and I inadvertently stood up just to have a conversation with this guy, which gave the opportunity for the other two to jump in this rig and start moving it again. And, and so I didn't have, they, they started to go around the back of the house and I just decided I have another choice. I'll just follow them. And the guy with the chainsaw is screaming at me to, to, to stop because it's going to get us all hurt. And I was like, well, then just stop the machine. You know, it's your choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so the guy in the big mechanism, he got ahead of us, obviously, because he was moving. You know, he could, he was, you know, driving this big machine, and he started tearing down. He started tearing down trees very indiscriminately and dropping them in front of me so that I couldn't follow. Uh, and and the other guy with the chainsaw went around, um, got in another direction, and. Um, they continued until this big mechanism got caught in the vines again and they had to stop and that's when I saw, realized I had an opportunity to get near this bulldozer again and you know position myself to rest against the the, the, um, the tracks that it was on and, and I just waited there until the cops actually did arrive. So, so um, and then what happened? I had uh, uh, an interesting conversation with the, the cops. They really did not want to arrest me. Um, and all I was trying to do is get them to contact the town Um you know, so that we could have a discussion, but they really refused to do that. I should also mention that when, before, um, while I was, while I was following this machine, I tried calling, um, our town planner, Ken Kovolchik, who actually was the one I presume posted this notice and should not have allowed it. And, um, I, I got his voicemail as well. And then while I was, Standing against the the tracks of the machine, it occurred to me that I should call Laurel Bull, who actually started one of she was one of the people who helped start the Gilliland Coalition for Responsible Growth, and um, was one of the leaders until she resigned last uh, spring, so that she could run for town board, and she is on our town board now, and so. Um, while we were waiting for the cops to arrive, I called her 
thinking she must have uh, access to Peter Barber. Um, and it turns out she doesn't. Uh, but uh, she did come down. And just as the, when the cops finally had lost their patience with me, um, they put handcuffs on me and took me out to the squad car. And as I was being put into the car, I saw that Laurel Bull had arrived on the scene and she came, she came and talked with the police. Uh, I, I don't know what she said to them, but uh, they then opened the car door, asked me to get out. She talked to me and, and pleaded for me to, you know, um, not go through with the whole thing of, of getting booked and, you know, kind of live to fight another day kind of ideas that it wasn't her words, but, um, and so I agreed and they wanted us to all, by this time there were probably half a dozen uh, people from the Gillen Coalition for Responsible Growth there. Um, and they wanted us all to go up to Western Avenue and we could have our protest up there on Western Avenue and offer to even turn their lights on for us to get attention. And, you know, of course we didn't have any signs or anything. Um, everybody just rushed down there, you know? but, uh, but we did, we did, you know, we all walked very slowly up the road, which they eventually, they actually closed down. They wouldn't let anybody park on Lawton. They had, they made us park across the street and, uh, and uh, other members of Save the Pine Bush, um, volunteers for Save the Pine Bush showed up. There's probably about half a dozen from each group there for mm-hmm. most of the afternoon, just mm-hmm. witnessing. And, uh, uh, you know, period, we were all trying to just make phone calls and reach out to anybody we could think of to help stop the atrocity. So for our listeners who don't know, what what kind of a store is Costco? Do you, you want me to answer that? Anybody. Um, okay. I I used to actually shop at Costco when I lived in California. Um, it was actually one of my primary places to shop because it's right right down the street from where I lived. And it's a large, it's one of the first types of warehouse wholesale type of businesses. It's very similar to BJ's. If you're familiar with BJ's wholesale behind the Target in Albany, it's a lot like that. In fact, um, BJ's is kind of a knockoff of Costco. And, you know, they sell virtually everything in bulk in terms of groceries um, and clothing, electronics, garden equipment. You know, uh, most of them today are also built with a, a, a gigantic gas station, um, which they use to bring people in to their, because it, it's a membership store, right? You got to gotta buy a membership. So if you have, mm-hmm. have a membership, you can, get really cheap gas and which is why actually the owner of the mobile station right next to the hotel on Western Avenue is uh, resisting this Costco from coming in because 
the their method of operation is to come into a community under uh, with their gas station undercut all their local competition to drive them out and then um and then of course they'll they'll raise the prices again after their their competition is wiped out and so you know from from the residents of Gilderland's perspective the last thing we need are more abandoned gas stations on Western Avenue we we already have two um and at least two <laughs> and you know to have two more would not be helpful at all so it's a, it's kind of a strange alliance you know to be uh, have have this um resistance this environmental resistance with a gas station owner, but um, you know there there are many interests uh, around this resistance to all of this development. Um, you know the Rap Road Historic District has their interests. The neighbors nearby have their interests. There's say say the Pine Bush environmental interests. Um, there's business interests and and in many ways, all of these interests conflict in in several different ways. Um, and really, the only the best solution is to not do it at all, because then you don't cause all these additional problems. How long has this been in the works? It's been in the works. Um, it actually. It actually started, to the best of my knowledge, December around. I think it goes back to like December 2018. Um, is when it, it, I'm not 100% sure of the, the dates, but um, I believe that's when people from Westmere Terrace uh, have told me that that's when they first learned of the project. Um, Zach, you might actually know that. Yeah. Well, I'm just trying to think back. So um, there was, let's see, there was two county planning board meetings where the the Rap Road Pyramid Project, at the time we knew about just the 222-unit apartment complex proposal. Um, I was there for both of the county planning board meetings. Um, So I think that was in... Oh, it must have been the spring of 19. So you're probably right that the Westmere Terrace people probably were made aware in December of 18. Um, yeah. The first meeting okay, I went then. to was in December 2018. It was the first okay. meeting so, of the planning board that I went to. But the Gildeland the project, planning board. Yeah, the yep. yeah, the town, yeah, the planning board of the town of Gildeland. But the project... I think it went to the county... Yes, right. It, it went, went to the, the county, county again, but the project changed, and that's what between the time that the town of Gittleland Planning Board designated its um, oh, actually we forgot one step. Sorry, let's go back a step. So one of the first steps is that Pyramid Crossgates wanted a tax, some tax relief, because of course right. we know that's what they want, right? And they went in front of the IDA, the Industrial Development Authority, and 
the um, the tax relief was requested, but the executive director of the IDA um, opposed giving them the tax relief. And then, as far as I know, there was never a decision made on the tax relief. So correct, there was tabled. I, I, it was tabled, yeah. So then, and this was only on the apartment, the proposed, the 20-acre proposed apartment complex on Rap Road. It's on uh, uh, just south of Gip Road, um, west of Rap Road. So then the Gilliland Town Planning Board designated itself the lead agency. And then at that point, when uh, they, and the Town of Gilliland Planning Board did decide to require uh, a full environmental impact statement on the project. And at that time, between the what's called the draft scope. So the draft scope is a list of items that needs to be in the environmental impact statement. So at that point, when the draft scope was um, posted on the website, the project changed from one 20-acre site on Rap Road to three sites, the 20-acre site for apartments on Rap Road, the approximately 14-acre site of Costco, plus uh, another proposed development that is east of Costco. So the project changed in terms of its size and its impact. Um, so we, uh, we don't – I feel that because this project impacts people not only in the town of Gildewin, but – in the city of Albany, but of course Albany has no control over what the town of Gillen Planning Board might want to do, especially in terms of you know <clears throat> any kind of land preservation well, or traffic. Yeah. Well, it's, and it's then, important to point out. What's important to point out with the city of Albany is they haven't been very cooperative with either the town of Gildewin or Pyramid Corporation, from what I understand. Well, that's They've good. Kind of been, they, They've kind of been hands off on all as much as they can. Yeah, because they don't have any control, but yet it impacts people who live in the city of Albany. And so, oh, yeah. what Save the Pine Bush believes is that the, the town of Gittlin should not be the lead agency, that the lead agency on this project should be the Department of, of Environmental Conservation because they have more control over the impacts of this site. So, um, because it, it is it is a huge uh, development. When Crossgates was first built, the lead agency was the Department of Environmental Conservation. It was not the Gilliland Planning Board. And I think that because of the size of this development and how many places it impacts, that they should also have the uh, the lead agency should be the Department of Environmental Conservation. Because we also have to look at the impact on the pine bush. So, so Russell, you want to you want to chime in? Well, I, I agree with Lynn. Uh, the the impacts are uh, to the pine bush, which spans two counties and, and several uh, municipalities, but also the. Um, the economics, uh, you know, the, the, the town boundaries are kind of artificial. Uh, people, uh, it, if this is built, it's going to affect uh, people in all the adjoining municipalities. 
especially all. Yeah, and I might, I might, I might add to that. You know, um, Route 20 Western Avenue is a state road. Uh, it so Gilderland actually doesn't have a lot of jurisdiction on what happens on, uh, you know, with with configurations and stuff of Route 20. Everything has to go through the DOT, um, and Tosco is going to be a regional attraction, uh, much like if, and I, I, I'm not 100% sure, but I, I'm not sure if the uh, Regal Cinemas is still planning to go through with their Super IMAX uh, expansion, but that also would be a regional attraction. And so you're you're going to be pulling in people from far and wide to come and shop at Costco, which is supposedly being located in a transit-oriented district, which is supposed to promote mass transit. And to the best of my knowledge, most people who shop at Costco do not arrive there on buses or other means of, you know, green transportation because you simply cannot carry home uh you know, 55-gallon drums of ketchup on a bicycle. This site is also really important for the butter, for the carter blue butterfly and the pine bush. It's a pretty complicated area because um, there is a really important pine bush habitat that adjoins the 20-acre apartment site. But yet there are people who live there, and there are uh, there's transit issues, all these kinds of, of issues. But the pine bush is, is really important to preserve, and the loss of these woodlands may could quite seriously impact the pine bush because the pine bush is what's called a fire disclimax community, which means that it needs to burn in order to live. And the Albany Pine Bush Preserve Commission, um, who is responsible for managing the Pine Bush uh, Preserve, they actually um, have uh, permission to burn fairly close to that 20-acre site. And the one of the issues with these sites is that when the the commission burns, the animals need someplace to go to get away from the fires. And if the thought is that the animals would use this, these sites to escape to during the, the burns. And by the way, the, the burns are a natural part of the pine bush. This is not something that, that was invented recently, but um, the ecosystem itself is historically a place that, that catches fire. And the reason they have uh, controlled burns is so that we don't have wildfires in the pine bush anymore. We have controlled burns because people lived nearby. Until oh, the and, and recent, until recent times, there were wildfires. Excuse me, everybody. Time, yeah. We have to take we have to take a short break, and we will continue in just a minute. Okay, um, we're back. I'm back with Steve Wickham. Lynn, Lynn Jackson. Um, I'm sorry, it's late. Um, Jack, Jack Simpson. Jack Simpson. I'm so sorry. And 
Russell Yamba, and you uh, you were talking about the animals, Lynn, and the last time yeah, so, you spoke. Um, yes, the the um, so that there are many species of threatened um, and uh, species of special concern that live in the pine bush. But there is only one federally designated endangered species, and that is the Carner Blue Butterfly. Now, the Carner Blue Butterfly, when Crossgates was built, they were forced to preserve what we call Butterfly Hill, which is um, a sand dune with pitch pine and scrub oak on it, the native pine bush species. And it actually, uh, the parking lot in Crossgates, like near where Macy's is, to the west of Macy's, there's a if you if you look there there's a white fence and the butterfly hill is is behind that white fence and the idea is that um, that the butterflies uh, live there plus there's a, a small corridor uh, that's owned by the National Grid Powerline right of way that goes west into the larger parts of the preserve and the whole idea is to make this corridor bigger for the Carner Blue and in Today, in these days, it is even more important that we make sure the Carter Blue survives in the pine bush because the Carter Blue has become extirpated in other places, such as, um, I hope I get all this right, but I believe they have been extirpated, which means they no longer exist, in Indiana and in Canada. And uh, even though the because of the work of the Albany Pine Bush Preserve Commission, the butterflies are doing pretty well in the pine bush right now. Uh, about 15 years ago, we almost lost them all, but the commission has been restoring the butterflies. But, the, uh, but due to climate change, could seriously impact the survival of the butterflies. Um, plus um, other, you know, loss of habitat, you know, we might not be able to save them. So, this particular parcel, which is so close to uh, where we know the butterflies live, and they actually may live on the parcel, we're not sure, um, it's really essential that we preserve them. You know, we, this whole idea of this, this whole development is really quite big. It's more than 50 acres. And what bothers me so much is Crossgates Mall is a shopping mall. It has vast, huge asphalt parking lots. And shopping malls these days aren't doing so well because people shop online now. The uh, Kids don't go to shopping malls as much as they used to. You know, the shopping mall is not what it was 20 years ago. And if there are, uh, my understanding is there are some vacant, vacant areas in the, the mall itself. And it seems to me that Pyramid Crossgates, instead of paving over more stuff, should redevelop their mall itself instead of taking land that is, you know, historic, you know, his, historically part of the pine bush and, and make it into asphalt. They should really look at um, taking, you know, building their development in the mall itself. Uh, Steve talked about the transit-oriented district. And when I look at that area, now I like to walk a lot, and I'm very used to walking on urban streets because I live in downtown Albany. The idea of 
that being a transit-oriented, pedestrian-oriented district, um, is almost absurd to me because on, it's on Western Avenue. How can you possibly, you can't, a pedestrian, I as a pedestrian would be afraid to walk across Western Avenue at that point. Um, even uh, Rap Road at this point might give me pause, especially if they build all the stuff they want to. Uh, it's not a it's not a it's not a pedestrian bicycle friendly place at all in my in my opinion so i you're think they need more right. thinking you're absolutely right when when i when i ran for county leg, as a for county legislation to be a county legislator last year um and and this would have been my district the district that crossgates is in uh i met many, many people who live in the neighborhoods on the other side of Western, opposite of where Pyramid is, who ask behind behind all the stores and strip malls and stuff, uh, that complained about the fact that there is very little, um, there, there are very few places along Western Avenue that a pedestrian can safely cross. Um, and and uh, you know, bicycling is dangerous. On on uh, Giff Road, there's no sidewalks. On Rap Road, there's no sidewalks. Um, and, and Pyramid actually made the case a year ago when they were only focused, and when all we knew was that they wanted to build the apartment complex, their argument was that they needed to diversify into other streams of income like apartment building to save the mall because retail was down. So to bring in a Costco, which will directly compete with many of the stores that are in the mall, does not compute, right? You're going to actually hurt the existing stores that you have in the mall by bringing in a Costco and also add the, the, the wooded lot that they were clear-cutting on Thursday is where they want to build a 700-car parking lot. I mean, it is the the, the definition of that song, you know, um, that Joni, you know, pay paradise and put up a parking lot. Um, it's it. So, so Lynn is so exactly Steve, right. They should they should redevelop the mall if they want to bring a Costco in. It should go in the mall itself. So, Steve, outline to us how bad traffic is in that particular area. Um, I, I don't know the exact numbers of cars that come through that particular area. Um, I can give you kind of a frame of reference um, for, from a number I do know which is not Western Avenue, um, but uh, Route 20 and 155, um, just north of that intersection, they're building a a Stewart's. And part of the reason they want to build a Stewart's just north of the Gilderland Post Office um, is because there's 35,000 cars a day that go through that area. So wow. Western Avenue has will have obviously much more than that because it's uh, a bigger road. 
the um, uh, so yeah, I I, I forgot what, what, what I was going to say about that, but um, that gives you some perspective in terms of uh, how much traffic there is. Oh, I know what I was going to say is that so it's not uncommon when you don't have a pandemic going on at uh, five o'clock in the evening on a regular business, a regular business day that you have traffic backing up from route 20 and 155, the intersection I was just talking about. Um, it can literally back up all the way to the Capitol diner uh, where this, this development is happening. And I know of, of at least one business who I is a client of mine. They change their hours so that um, they don't have to have – so they themselves can and, and their clients can get in and out of the driveway of their business that's on Western Avenue. And I'm sure that there are other businesses who have who've done the same because you, you just cannot get out and turn left or right if you're trying to, to get onto Western Avenue in certain places. So there During was rush hour. Be, so there was supposed to be remarks that was supposed to go in, but because of the epidemic or the pandemic, they have been postponed. What, uh, what remarks have been expected from the from the population. So the the process is that um, the applicant, which would be Pyramid Crossgates, submits their draft environmental impact statement, also referred to as the DEIS. And then at that time, the planning board can give, um, if they hold a public hearing, then the public gets 30 days to comment on the uh, on the on the draft environmental impact statement, and then if they don't hold a public hearing, then uh, people get to uh, 60 days to comment on the draft environmental impact statement. Now the hearing was proposed for March 25th. Um, Actually, it was originally proposed for March 11th, but uh, some kind of notice didn't get published or whatever. So they moved it to March 25th with public comment due by April 10th. But now that they have canceled the uh, March 25th public hearing, which obviously I have to do, um, we're not sure exactly when the comment period ends. Uh, I think think it got extended till May 1st or 2nd, I think. That's what it said in the uh, Altamont Enterprise, but it's not on the... Town website yet? Not um, yet. Okay. Yeah. And, I'm and the not planning sure board has how... not met again yet to actually vote on any extension. Yeah. So what it's really important is that people who care about this need to look at the draft environmental impact statement. Now, the draft environmental impact statement is approximately 2,100 and some pages. So that's a lot to look at. The um, if you include all the appendices. Um, however, if you look, uh, the actual, uh, without the appendices, the draft of impact statement is about 150 pages long, and people need to read that and see 
what you know information that they can see in this draft that might uh, impact something that they know about, and they can comment on it. There are extensive traffic studies and stormwater studies. There are two appendices that that deal with the um, ecological issues of what kind of animals and plants are found on the site. Um, Save the Pine Bush is in the process of um, having um, experts take a look at it um, to see what uh, you know what the issues are with the draft environmental impact statement. And it's really important that people get their comments in. It the um, if you the you know the, the important thing you know there's two things. So people uh, who live in the neighborhood should really talk about how this enormous development is going to impact their lives. Um, but also we need to look at the tremendous ecological effects. I mean, one of these things is, you know, we have the issue of climate change. Climate change is a huge issue. Uh, it's probably, you know, it's the threat. People don't perceive the threat as much as they perceive the, the virus as a threat. But it is a Climate change is impacting a lot of people all over the world also. And the idea that in the middle of this, where we have climate change issues, that we're building this, I don't know, what is it, 16 fueling stations at the Costco? Like, we should be moving away from fossil fuels, not building more gas stations. Um, and also there's the issue of flooding. A lot of, there's a lot of flooding issues out in that part of the, of the town. Um, you know, we need to look very carefully at the stormwater. Um, and, of course, what kind of air pollution is there going to be? Though, you know, air pollution is, you know, kind of everywhere because we share the air. But you build something like this where so many people drive there, you know, it just creates a lot more air pollution. Um, so those are the kinds of things that um, those are just some ideas on what, people need to look like look at i mean i'm only just talking about a few issues there are many issues with their draft environmental impact statement because the impacts are so, going to be huge so zach and russell you guys haven't spoke uh talk much um <laughs> the floor is yours well steve and lynn uh uh, have a lot to say, and uh, they're more informed right now, so I've been letting them carry it. They're doing a great job. <laughs> well, I'm just, uh, you know, talking about the Costco and the fuel um, kind of makes me think about the issue I'm dealing with in my neighborhood, in the Upper Washington neighborhood, where we have a, um, a proposed steward shop um, being proposed um, at the corner of Colvin and Washington where there already exists significant traffic issues today. Um, it's right across from the Sunoco. Um, so we have concerns about the impacts on our, you know, the, the residential neighborhood, the Rosemont Street neighbors that are really going to be in, impacted by the stewards. And um, I assume Costco is probably telling Gilderland what Stewart's was telling the planning board, which is, you know, there's not enough gas in the city of Albany. That's why there needs to be a, you know, eight <laughs> pump Stewart's at the oh corner of Colvin and Washington. But, at, at my, but my point I want to make is, um, 
you know, we did um, an actual poll of the, you know, members of the neighborhood, and, you know, some people were opposed to Stewart's. Some people are delighted that it's coming. You know, they think it's wonderful, and then there's people that are somewhat supportive but concerned for the impacts on the neighbors. So I wonder if that's kind of the same thing they're seeing in the Gilderland where, you know, um, people are actually supporting the Costco. What do you yes. guys think? Uh, they're, they're, I have had a number of people. So I, I last December, I did a couple of uh, television interviews about this shortly after it became official that Costco was considering coming to this area and, and this particular site. And it, and it announced that, you know, they were, they were doing this. And I had many people that I know come up and say, but I like Costco, you know, um, and I get it, you know, it, it's, if you, if, if it's, you know, shopping at Costco, if, you, if you're familiar with Costco or you're familiar with Wegmans, you know, there's, there's cult followings, you know, um, <laughs> for these types of stores and uh, but it doesn't make any sense as Lynn was just saying a few minutes ago to in this day and age when we're fighting climate change to cut down wooded lots to put up parking lots and gas stations particularly if the zone that it's in is designated to be a transit oriented district to encourage people to not be in their cars it it it, it it's, it's magical thinking on the town of Gilderland's part to think that they can reduce the traffic on western avenue by increasing the traffic on the mall ring road it it it, it just doesn't make any sense and the the you know right now um Going through the Rap Road Historic District is kind of a uh, hidden secret to people of Gilderland in terms of how to go north-south. Um, you know, that, that cut through is, you know, a, an open secret in terms of, because there's very few ways to go from Gilderland to Colony. And that's one of them, right? And um, but but when you add literally hundreds of new residents uh, right there at the intersection of Gip and Rap, and you add a gigantic retail establishment that's going to bring people from as far away as you know they're. I mean, when I first moved to back to the um, to the capital district, my wife and I were uh, dedicated Trader Joe's uh, shoppers. But Trader Joe's was not in the capital district, and we literally drove to Framingham, Massachusetts, every couple of months to shop at a Trader Joe's to get the things that we were addicted to. Right, <laughs> so Costco is going to bring people from Schoharie, from, you know, Otsego County, um, the far north, 
because Costco has a reputation of having terrific deals, uh, and you can buy in huge quantities at a deep discount. And so, you know, the traffic in this area is going to become incredible with this kind of development. Steve, when you were running for the county legislature, did you bring this issue up? And if you did, what was your what was the response? So, so when I was running for the county legislature, um, this at the time the only thing that was being considered was the apartment buildings. However, <laughs> while I was campaigning, I heard rumors that this lot there might be a Costco coming. Uh, and I also heard rumors that there could be another hotel built on the other side of the ma- main entrance of, of Pyramid. Now, that, that, uh, that particular area is not included in this, uh, in this uh, draft environmental impact statement. Pyramid did not mm-hmm. um, cite that particular area as another another site for development, but it is the most obvious next one to be developed. Um, but uh, so it was. Um, we, we had we had representatives. We actually asked representatives of Pyramid during some of the residents' meetings last uh, spring and summer whether or not a Costco was actually being considered. And they told us straight to our face that, no, they had no hmm. plans for that, uh, that area. And, and then as soon as they were required to um, reveal any other development by the Gilliland Planning Board to create the draft environmental impact statement and had to, to come up with their scoping document, lo and behold, this site was um, described almost exactly to what a Costco would be, and then it was a few few months later that uh, it was revealed that Costco was coming to wanted to come to Gilderland. So they uh, Steve, knew I got a question. Back, back I, got, I have a question for you, Steve. Sure. Um, is it is it true that there is a holdout of one of the residents where the Costco is being built? They're going to build basically around the home. Yeah, in fact, the woman um, is, uh, I just met her on Thursday um, for the first time. She's in her 90s, and her name is Viola. I don't know her last name. She's right on the corner of Lawton Terrace and Western Avenue. She's lived there, you know, I, you know for decades, uh, you know, and she did not sell out like all of her neighbors did. Um, there may be another person in there as well, but I think there's, I think she's the only owner there. The, somebody else told me on Thursday that there are two other residents that are renters in that uh, ghost neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they actually work for pyramid. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, that is true that there is one holdout. Uh, at least, and uh, they are going to build right around her. Hmm. Unbelievable! Yeah, how, yeah. How it's how like that movie Up or something. Yeah. So. 
Hmm. So, anybody else have anything to add? Well, I was wondering uh, when will we find out if the comment period has been is going to be extended past April 10th? Uh, the next planning board meeting is going to be um, the second Wednesday of, um, as, as I understand, it's the second Wednesday of April. That's the eighth. Yeah. So I think that's I, I think it's the eighth is the next planning board meeting. Um not a hundred but I can actually go online real quick and see. Um, well, but the uh it, but but they have they had you know, Peter Barber is already telling the newspapers that it's been extended. Um but but it hasn't been officially uh Extended because the planning board hasn't met. Actually, actually, I'm looking at the planning board calendar. They don't actually meet again until the 22nd oh. of April. <laughs> so, huh. And, well, and uh, you know the. I think they told. I think Peter Barber said that it was going to be extended. Um, yeah, to May 2nd. So. Oh, that's so, interesting because uh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. But we don't yeah. really know yet. So it's not official. It can't be made official until the planning board actually meets again. Well, they won't meet till after the deadline. So No, yeah. they meet April twenty second right, right. So so they have they have to extend <laughs> the whole thing doesn't make any sense. Um but uh uh yeah, I don't know how they officially handle that um, because yeah, they they are going to meet after the current deadline, mm. um, and uh, and then it will be a short period of time after that that the if they do move it to I, I'm not sure how that how that gets handled, but um, so we we just have a, a few minutes left. If anybody would like to know more about this issue. Who could they contact? The, the best place to go to find more information is to go to the raproadgofundme.org site. Okay. Um, that has a, a, the best summary, I think, of of the whole project and, and everything, and we post updates there. Um, and people can donate to help support the fight um, uh, that we have, you know, so... I would I would recommend going to raproadgofundme.org. Do you have a uh, Do you have a Facebook page? Not Not for this in particular. You know, Save the Pine Bush has a Facebook page, and Gilliland mm-hmm. Coalition for Responsible Growth has a Facebook page. But the the best place to get the information about this particular project mm-hmm. and, and the fight around it is is the raproadgofundme.org page. Okay. So, um, Steve, I'm going to introduce all of you, and you can give yourself a little plug. Steve Wickham? Yeah, so I'm the chair of the steering committee for the Gilderland Coalition for Responsible Growth, and our website is gilderlandcrg.com. Lynn? 
uh, Lynn Jackson, and I'm a volunteer with Save the Pine Bush. Uh, we have a website, savethepinebush.org, and our email address is pinebush at macmac.com. So pinebush at mac.com. Seth? I'm Zach Simpson. I am a trustee with the Rap Road Historical Association. Also, I'm vice president of the Upper Washington Neighborhood Association, and I'm with the Council of Albany Neighborhood Associations. Russell? Russell Jemba. I am a board member of Save the Pine Bush. Um, I'm sure that there there will be um, further discussion, so I invite all of you. This has been a wonderful hour. Uh, I I invite all of you to come back as, as this issue uh, evolves. So, would you guys be interested in coming back and talking more about it? Absolutely. Sounds good. Great. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. So you Thank you, Cynthia. Thanks. And you've been listening to Focus in Albany. I'm Cynthia Floor, and I've been with my friends, Wendy, uh, Zach, Russell, and Steve. And I'm sure this will be an issue that will be, be discussed again on uh, Focus on Albany. Thank you. Have a great day, and thanks, guys, for taking the time to be on the show. You're Thank welcome. You. Thanks, Thank Cynthia. You. Bye-bye. Thanks, Cynthia. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks.